Hello, welcome to Arcade Caps, the best place to be friends to get your game goodness each and every Monday. My name's Dylan Blight. Join me on the couch this week, Ashley Hobley. Hey, Dylan, excited to be here and excited that EA told FIFA to go fuck themselves. Go fuck yourself, FIFA. Um, I'll see you here in March. Guys, I'd like to schedule a portion of this episode to talk about my two cats' first birthdays. Um, so we can discuss how they went, the kind of noises that they were making, um, and you know what? Maybe even throw around getting a dog. This is a reference. Cool. That's a, that's a... You haven't read this. Also, women should have <laughs> be able to. So, so um, Bloomberg put out an article. Oh, today the the yeah, Uncle yeah, Jim. Jim Ryan, Uncle Jim, yeah, yeah the yeah. Jim Ryan Uncle Jim. email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. spent. Spent uh, a couple of lines saying that, you know, everybody's yeah. opinion should be treated equally when it comes to uh, the current uh, abortion uh, discussions going on in America. And then proceeded to to spend the next like three or four paragraphs talking about his cat's birthdays yeah. and musing on the fact that he wants a dog. Just to clarify and- for everyone listening, um, not every <laughs> opinion actually matters and is weighted equally. <laughs> I just want to clarify because, yeah. Just, just, just so that's that's how we got Hitler. You know what I mean? Like, so let's just. That's not actually. I mean, that's that's the problem with like. Well, that was the major problem with COVID. Everybody's voices were treated equally. Yeah. Whether you ha- you're very yeah. well informed or you knew next to nothing yeah. medically. Yeah. So. That, well, yeah, it's like oh, we don't want to. Everyone should have the right to. You know, everyone. Nah. Sometimes. <laughs> I'm also of the opinion that everybody has the right to be wrong. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. but we also get to mock you for it, so I mean, it, all, it swings in roundabouts. Yeah, mostly well, I, in regards to sporting teams, that's what I'm most passionate about. People I, I want to speak on behalf of <laughs> everyone at ExplosionNetwork.com and say that um, we are all pro-abortion. Just I know we're not in America, but just since it's a weirdly high topic at the moment, <laughs> I had to I had to look in. I had to like mentally go pro-abortion. Is that? Yep, no, that's the good one. Okay. <laughs> that's the one. Like, there's, there's like a tiny, tiny, like, like if the baby's like halfway out, and you're like, no, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> no, but like, that's probably, what I, mean. I was like, I mean, I can, I can word it. I guess that yes. I was trying to make it, I was trying to make it easy for you to understand what I'm saying. I mean, the pro, the pro choice is the correct, uh, Pro choice. choice is probably yeah, 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 the best. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. There you go. I, was like, I was trying to make it easy for you, but I somehow made it harder. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, my, uh, my company wide email would, uh, say that if your opinion is that that's not a thing then you're wrong Look, also it, just, cats blah 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 that's how my <laughs> <opinion>. <laughs> no, but it, it's just very interesting that jim ryan comes out with that after you know bungie came out and was like the complete like fuck anybody who has the opinion that they shouldn't like that's anti-choice i like, kind of i want to I know the like, context of this email like was it just a general company-wide update <sighs> Or was I it just like, like a personal I, email I that he sent like, to somebody? And no, then it's a company. It got spread. No, it was, it was a, a company wide email. Because I feel hand. like it is. I think what it's I read was because it was almost in, like with the Bungie coming out publicly and saying it. And then kind of there being maybe a bit more pressure elsewhere or kind of companies and PR departments would probably be like, hey, we need to, you know, we need to make sure we're I keeping would like everybody to happy. That he was trying to help. Support Bungie and nah. say, "Hey, respect their nah. opinion of being no, pro." No, you no. I stop huffing that you think, fucking. You think Jim stop Ryan huffing, is? <laughs> stop huffing that PlayStation copium. If this was Microsoft, you would be like, 
Burn them! He's not <laughs> the Messiah. I, I, I He's a very naughty boy. It's not that I think Jim Ryan's anti like choice or abortion, whatever you want to yeah. order. Like he could be, but it's not that I think that. I just think it's the whole trying to appease to the people that it's it's are. the capitalistic. Like it's capitalism yeah. at work. It's we it's okay. want to we want everybody's money. So as long as we keep yeah. everybody happy, yeah. they'll all give us the money. Which Cause is because when, when, when that's but, the uh, the the line from the last answer, I kind of remember. Apparently, Michael Jordan was didn't support a black uh, politician who was up against a white politician. Is a quote attributed quote was you know white people buy sneakers too, so. <laughs> or Republicans buy sneakers too. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I think that's the quote. It was Republicans yeah. buy sneakers too. Yeah, it's the no, bu- it's Bungie just, yeah. said the thing. So then, uh, like, yes. you get the whole well, we're not buying the game anymore because they're like you know all that sort of thing. So then it's Jim Ryan. Yeah, so it's it's literally yeah, it's capitalists just trying to make sure they have everyone's money until like it's a th- it's the thing though. Like until and it's it's. I know we're spending so much time on this, but they- Let's talk about it next week. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the thing to me is just, I can't, cannot believe in the year 2022- On, on, okay, cash between the questions. Yeah, I just can't believe in the year 2022 yeah. that this is such a, um, high topic of discussion, like- Well, no, the thing is, I, like, not to go too off the rails with it, but, like, America's <laughs> reaction to this in general is fucking shocking and putrid, even to the point of people well, like- Well, it's America's fault, so- There was, yeah, but, like- <laughs> Even like some states talking about banning condoms. Yeah, I saw that. No, like, well, that was just one I'm senator. Like, that one senator suggested was that. One that, senator, yeah, one senator then, wanted somebody... to ban condoms unless you were married. That's <laughs> yeah, like just the fact that there are these people in America. Just, and they do just say have, you don't want like, people having sex. I mean, just just get straight they, to the point. Look, they going back to Monty Python references, but every sperm is sacred. Um, so you know. If sperm gets wasted, God does get quite irate. What a start to this episode. Thank God he doesn't exist. But I mean, the moral of the story is that... um, um, Fucking America. Mm. I'm I'm moving on. I don't want to... (laughs) What are we talking about on the show? I feel terrible for the the women in those states. But anyway. Um, Today on the show, Nintendo Indie Showcase, Gotham Knights gameplay, and uh, Bethesda delays a whole bunch of games. And we've got a few. Actually, there's a fair bit that's happened this week to talk about. So that's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Juicy, juicy one for you as well. Uh, so let's start with that. So press start, right. Bethesda has announced that both Redfall and Starfield have both been delayed and will now release in the first half of 2023. Redfall was supposed to launch in the middle of this year, while Starfield was supposed to release in November. In a statement posted on Twitter, Bethesda said that both Arcane Austin and Bethesda Game Studios said that both studios have, quote, incredible ambitions for their games and we want to ensure that you receive the best, most polished versions of them, end quote. Xbox and Bethesda Showcase is happening June 13th, whether it where we'll no doubt hear more about these games. Um, to me, this is a... Yeah, huh? Yeah. And, and you sense. see that coming, like... like <laughs> yeah. I'm not shocked. Is, it, it, is anyone shocked? Dreadful... No, I feel like considering both of them were announced during the same show last year yeah. in terms of like... That's not true. No, Starfield was announced 10 years ago. Yeah, it was no, 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 not before by, the by pandemic. Announced, sorry, I was correcting myself before you both jump in with your... They were your, both your in the showcase. Correction parties. They were both in the showcase where their dates got announced. Well, Starfield, nope. Starfield had a, was announced. Yeah, Starfield was <laughs> announced later. Show. Um, uh, yes, Starfield had that release date at a different show. I thought it was after. No, I, I think mean, it was much earlier, yeah. I can't remember. No, Either I way. thought it was the start of the... Because it was both at an Xbox showcase, right? Yeah, uh, but not the same one. 
Not the same one? Okay, whichever. Well, both of them were announced roughly around about the same time, some point last year. Yeah, I, Is that okay? Are you, you going to shit on that point? Star, gonna... Star, Star, Star I'm pretty sure Starfield a... was announced and dated much. Like... Starfield no, because Starfield was... Starfield had the weirdest thing where it actually had a release date, like, for some oh, weird Oh, yeah, that's reason. the difference. And Redfall yeah, they had was, an actual deal. Redfall was also coming out prior to that, even though we'd seen, like, it was announced after, and we, like, it was talked about less... Um, but it was supposed to come out before Starfield. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know who actually thought Redfall, Redfall Field, Redfall. Sorry, was going to come out. I no way in hell because that was supposed to come out like next month. You know, like roughly sort of mid year mm. sort of thing. And then I had absolutely no face faith in Bethesda to get Starfield out this year. Um, which of which for both games, I'm like, that's cool. That's fine. Look. Whatever, of course, again, whatever makes the game actually work. Um, Bethesda has a terrible history of, of re- late, the last few games, of course. Um, Bethesda Game Studios, not Bethesda as a publisher, but like the Game Studios department, has a bad yeah. uh, last couple releases where they're, of course, super buggy uh, at launch. So delaying that Starfield in my mind is uh, never going to be anything but good news. Uh, Redfall, that's fine. Arcane has a great history. So them delaying the game's like, eh, like, yeah, got to get it, got to keep up your. Uh, Pedigree, so that's yeah. I mm. whatever, it's fine. It's fine. Anyone else? Did anyone else no, like it, super no, disappointed it, or? <laughs> no, it just makes complete sense, and like, I think everybody was prepared for them to be pushed to twenty twenty three. Just means that the start of next year is. I feel like we're starting to say this every year. Start of next year is already kind of insane. Yeah, so you're gonna have these three games. You're gonna have these games. Zelda Breath of the Wild two. God of, God of, God of, God of War three. this year. They got well, to spl- <laughs> Nah, Ragnarok. Because wasn't there a leak? Like, didn't no. I see a leak today? Nearly no. every other week on Platinum Explosion, there's a we're talking about a different fucking story by someone else that works there at Santa Monica saying the game's definitely coming it's, out this yeah, year. Yeah, it's coming out, yeah, this yeah. year. Uh, I saw the tweet joke from somebody that, you know, all these games are going to come out March 10th. So. The exact same day, yeah. The exact same day. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah. They love to do that. Or, or a week apart, probably. Well, I know, I'm presuming like Zelda's, I'm presuming Breath of the Wild 2 is, like, probably around that March, February, March time. If I was to guess, well, maybe let's let's all be honest. Zelda doesn't give like Nintendo doesn't give a fuck about when it releases its games. It's like ah, we're Nintendo, yeah. we're gonna do it whatever the fuck. Doesn't matter. Going. Doesn't matter what month. Yeah, they have a habit of releasing a pretty big one usually around February, March though. So that's why I'm sort of going. That's usually. I mean, you can release Zelda whenever it doesn't actually matter. But I just know from like mm. they usually release something of prominence around there. It's the same as predicting when a Pokemon game is going to release. When's a Pokemon game going to release? October, really? November. October, November. You know what I mean? Before, like, before Christmas, yeah. 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 Really, all the these devs have like looked at the game of the year and just saw, oh, Elden Ring's game of the year this year. Let's just move it into 2023. Right? Yeah, there's no point competing. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, we'll just We'll just squidge ourselves. We've got to find a way of releasing one game of the year uh, edition of our game at some point. So Yeah. Um, stuff that's actually supposed to be coming this year until it gets delayed. Uh uh, Gotham Knights. So, Push Square writes, today's Gotham Knights update is an extended gameplay walkthrough that focuses on two of the playable characters, Nightwing and Red Hood. There are 30 minutes of gameplay to watch, detailing how the two characters in question play, as well as a look at your home base. It also includes a brief look at the menus and gear options, with items all coming with their own rarity and status, a la Destiny. Interestingly, the gameplay demo still only features two players in online co-op. Who knows if there's any merit to uh, leak which into that four-player co-op in the PS Store listing. Uh, the game is coming out the 25th of October. It will now also only launch on current-gen consoles. So PS5, Xbox Series X, um, 
PC as well, I think, right? I'm not actually can't remember if it's PC probably, as well. Probably, probably, I think. I could be wrong. I'm putting asterisks on that one. Um, and then they released a five hundred dollar Edo's collector's edition as well, uh, with a statue and everything like that. I'm not sure if you can still get your hands on it, but that was also something that was announced the other day. Uh Ash, you watched this full yep. gameplay demo. Tell me I all did. about it. Tell me what you think. Uh I'm not super impressed. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, it looks like a one of those games in the Arkham series. Uh obviously you but then it's also got that like weird overview world, giant Gotham world, and then you also have separate different missions all over the map that you can go do either in co-op or alone or whatever. You can choose between like side missions or like little crime missions or doing a full story mission. So I guess sort of like Spider-Man, I think probably the first game to spring to mind, probably because it's also in the superior genre. But combat-wise, it just kind of looks a bit slow, I think was the thing that my major critique, everything just seems like it takes a long time. (laughs) It it looks like the classic Arkham-style fights, which is... Some reason all the enemies kind of circle you, and then they like wait. They take their turns to try and attack you and stuff. And you're you're pinging, not even pinging fast, but you're moving between them, doing counters and, and combos and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, it um, definitely does scream Arkham, and it screams those types of games. I had a bit of a laugh. Uh, there's a section of it where um, Red Hood and Nightwing, <laughs> out of costume, are talking to each other. And they both, like, their character models look like the biggest dude bros ever. Like, they're Yeah, everyone's been making like, fun of the Nightwing one I've seen on the internet. Like, the Nightwing one, I'm like, dude... Oh, no, Jason Todd actually, was it? Where Jason Todd, like, yeah. Jason Todd's really yeah. bad, but Don't, even, like, like... he's not handsome anymore. It's like, well, crowbars are super effective against handsomeness. <laughs> <laughs> and even, like, uh, I guess for my as a personal kind of uh, fan of Nightwing is, like... It, Nightwing is more of a, I guess, a lithe or more of an athletic build kind he's, of superhero, not not a. He's an acrobat. Yeah, he's an acrobat, not a chonker. Like he's not supposed to be like just struggling to fit through doorways. Um. So yeah, I, it, it was like, oh, okay, this is just fitting into, I guess, the <laughs> Arkham model. Um. I'm still interested with it. I still think this game's actually. I think this game's very likely to come out this year. Oh, yeah. I think it's very likely to come out this year with a lot of problems, though. Like, I don't know why, I just get that kind of feeling. Like, it almost has, even though it's not going to be, like, quite the same in terms of um, being a game for the service, but um, I, I don't know why, I'm getting, like, Marvel Avengers vibes from from this game a little bit. You know what game I thought of when I was watching it? Back for Blood, which was a game that was fine. It was enjoyable last year, but it was better when you played as a team or as a group and you had your own individual characters. It just doesn't have that card system it's got. But it does have like a loot system that you can update all your different suits and that kind of thing. So I think... I was about to say, yeah, what do I, I go back to Bud like a six, I think. So, I mean, like if this is a six, yeah, that's, that's, that's probably... Kind of what, that's what I'm, I'm getting. Uh, yeah, that's the kind of vibe I'm getting. The traversal thing is very amusing uh, where Nightwing has like a Fortnite glider thing. He flies around on, but then uh, Jason Todd, because he's died, uh, he can use his soul as a magical platforms to jump from like rooftop to rooftop to help him. Um, and Jason Todd has a bike in the. He has a bike. He also shoots guns, which is different to everybody else in the game. So, yeah, you're right, Kieran. Jason Todd, I'm just sorry that he uses <laughs> his soul to create platforms. Because he's 
because you died. The fuck? That's how it works. Have you ever died? The, like, sorry, that doesn't... That seems... Have... Like, I've never heard of Jason Todd or Slash Red Hood having that ability or having any <laughs> supernatural relation to his, like... The fuck? No! <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, um... I'm, like, very meh on it. I feel like if I want to play it... I, I think I want a heavier story trailer. Or, like... Or yeah. give me some, uh, like, a in-depth look at, like, a story mission uh, to see whether the story is going to be something you can grasp onto. Because I want to play uh, it because of Batgirl, and I want to play it because of the quarter hours, but... Yeah. Like, it's sort of my interest, as far as my interest goes. Uh, maybe it'll be a lot more fun in co-op, I guess, as well. Yeah, I imagine potentially a streamed game down the line. Yeah. Follow twitch.tv slash explosion. We'd stream twice in the last seven days. Yeah. It's crazy work. Full-time streamers. Full-time streamers. Basically pros. <laughs> Talking about streaming. Uh, Push Square writes, Apex Legends is pulling in insane revenue. The, the link there was, we streamed Apex Legends. Uh, they write, remember the recent article about Genshin Impact's insane income? Well, here's another one. Apex Legends has racked in $2 billion in revenue since it released approximately three years ago. It's another startling statistic that puts into focus why Sony has 10 live service games in production. The rewards are frankly flabbergasting if you can land a hit. The most impressive thing about Respawn Entertainment's Battle Royale is that its returns are actually improving, particularly impressive in a post-lockdown landscape where engagement has slightly reduced as people slowly return to their normal routines. Um, I think this is... I, I'm really happy with this. Like, to see Apex doing really well, making a fuck ton of money, like, up there with some of the, you know, some of the higher-earning free-to-play games, because I, I still, as someone who, you know, puts hundreds with put hundreds of hours into that game, I, I still mm-hmm. think the way they make money is, like, perfectly... Like, I, 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 I have no issues with the... the I, think, I think the fact that I have... We buy... Like, so usually we buy battle passes if we're, if we're playing enough. Like, the last season we didn't touch one because we barely played it. But, like, if we're playing a game enough, we buy the battle pass. 15 bucks. I think the fact that I have 35 unopened loot boxes currently that I've earned either from just <laughs> playing for real or season, uh, season pass rewards shows that you don't need to spend much money to, like, get your um, slew of unlocks. Like Good stuff. Yeah. Of course, people do like to point out that sometimes they come out with premium skins that cost, you know, like 20 bucks and complain about that. But I really don't feel like there's anything gratuitous. Who wants to? <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, they put it there for the people like Kieran who will, you know, drop that money on games they love. And I'm sure. <laughs> like, like, yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, like, I can't complain too much because I've definitely. I need this skin that makes him look like an avocado. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've, I, I dropped like fifty dollars on a League of Legends skin back in the day when I was playing that a fuck ton. So like, I can't, I can't like. I think yeah, I don't know. I can't throw stones. Yeah, make the fun of me, but at the same time, it's like I, I see no issue with somebody if you really love a game. Or a really no, 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 why? It's just um, it's a meme at this point, to be it. honest. <laughs> um, it very much I've, is. Yeah. Can I say, as a outside viewer, I've I jumped into your stream the other night for uh, Apex. And I'm somebody who doesn't really see much Apex news very often, um, unless you guys really talk about it. Looking at the character loadout screen, whenever you guys had it, or you like, people were picking characters, I was like, who the fuck is this character? Like, there is, like, I feel like there is at least maybe four or five different characters added since the last time I checked in with the game, which A, is re- I think is really great and shows that, you know, the the support that Respawn has for that game is amazing. When you, you know, coming from an Overwatch fan who had, like, Overwatch hasn't had a new hero in its proper, like, in the original game for, like, two, three years. 
like it's it's um it is it is really it's really positive to see that and also i think all the character designs looked awesome like they looked really interesting just like visually um i think actually you were playing the dude with like the i, I almost wanted to call it like the bounty hunter style hat like the, the seer the luke no yeah i was like damn that guy oh, looks yeah. cool no, i don't want to play not luke kang like, it's the other guy from metal uh, yeah yeah Sh- uh shao lung yes yeah. yes yeah apex so they add, they add lung every i think it's like roughly every three every months. season uh it's so a new season's every three months new character every single they have not not added one every three months and in my opinion i don't feel like any of them have been super duds i definitely feel like some are more exciting than others but that's totally how it's gonna go some um, fit your place yeah more i don't feel so. yeah for sure and I, I don't feel like any are totally duds and then the ones where they've released and people have said like this is underpowered or overpowered they're very quickly they're very good at yep. um adapting I and think, that, they've I think redone that's the characters thing kits that, as well so i mean it's you talk about like just having a hit but you know it's also the support that has kept this game yeah. going for all these years um you know uh all the investment from the team keeping uh content coming out whether it's new skins new events new characters new guns balancing um all that is super important to keep uh, these games going so i know they've raked in over two billion dollars uh but you know they're also investing money in the game yeah, to make yeah. it worth putting money into yeah and for people who like say i get on here and complain like about something like um say halo's sort of like season being underwhelming it's not just like having a good battle pass for these games it is that constant sort of need and want and like excitement to come back and play like apex doesn't just drop the latest season and go here's a battle pass have at it like this season added a new character and a new map so it's not just like here's have that like a few weeks from now they'll probably go here's a limited time of event you know for a week here's a limited time event it's got you got to do a certain gun or whatever and then you know every like halloween they do special events uh christmas they'll do like the train thing like there's always there's always it's more on top of the season there's a reason to always sort of um like you may dip out for a week or two and then they're like here's a cool thing come play and then that's the reason they they are making so much money is because they are constantly giving you a reason to come back and and play so um yeah it's cool cool actually like be positive about a free-to-play game doing really well for once so uh all right avatar it's a movie it's coming out this year apparently um listen to trailers out trailers out listen to what do you want to watch i don't think we've talked about yet no we won't we'll be talking about this week's episode it's yeah. coming Monday. This no Wednesday. Sorry, this is out Monday. What do you want to watch on Wednesday? Tuesday. Tuesday. Fuck, we moved it. Uh, days. I don't know. Um, whatever. Listen to that podcast. Hey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you. Uh, but the game's still coming apparently too. So Polygon writes Ubisoft's earnings reports includes a bit of surprising. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora is still set to be released before the end of the publisher's fiscal year, which ends March 31st, 2023. The first-person action-adventure game set in the Avatar universe, which was revealed with a trailer at E3 2021, showed off a lush flora and fauna of Pandora. Fucking, I'm poet and I don't know it. Along with the aerial flight between humans and the Navi. The title was originally announced in February 2017. It's been developed by Massive Entertainment in partnership with Lightstorm Entertainment and Disney. Massive is the development behind the Division games, which were built on the proprietary Snowdrop engine. That engine will be used for Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Uh, I presume we'll get, if this game's actually coming out before March, which makes sense, maybe they want to drop it like slightly uh, a bit after the movie, like let the movie sort of 
get everyone's excitement up and then you drop the game and then everyone's like really pumped and then they, everyone wants to buy the game. I feel like that, you know, so maybe a January, January or I don't know. The movie's December, so maybe even a late January release would be a cool idea. But yeah, does anyone care for this? This, I mean, yeah. I'm intrigued as what it's going to be. Yeah, there um, was an Avatar game for the original, and it was just another one of those like crappy tie-in games. Yeah, yeah it was a tra- crappy tie-in game. The difference with this one is this one's not being developed as a movie tie-in. It's being developed as a solely just it's a game in the universe. So yeah, I'm in two minds. Is it going to come out after the movie, or do you put it out before the movie, and then when everybody goes see the movie and is super in love with the movie, then they go buy the video game because it's out. I That's presume, now that we've seen the trailer, I would presume this game, if it's going to be part of the universe, because everything has to be, like, canon these days, you know what I mean? Um, it's yep. it's set between the two. Because that, oh, yeah, that gives absolutely. you the biggest time period to, to play. For people who don't care. But, I mean, the trailer's done hot billion dollar, uh, billions in streams or whatever, so I presume everyone's watched the trailer. But they, uh, obviously, the, the main character's... Kieran hasn't watched it's it. That Kieran hasn't watched it. That doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, so Sam Worthington and um, Zoe Saldana's characters have a kid now. Um, so there is a massive like time gap between the, the two films. So massive enough that you could set like several games there if you want to like set up a franchise game. So that's what I would. Or think. you could just you know make the games about other characters. That's, I mean, but still, I guess like just for the sake of it, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, I remember watching this trailer and just being like, it was so weird when I announced this, but. Uh, games also that could be coming out. Game journalist and frequent tea spiller Jeff Grubb is back at it again, right? Press start. This time with a sneaky leak of a potential new title for EI and Respawn Entertainment's upcoming sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Order. The studio confirmed earlier this year the sequel's coming among other projects and Grubb himself later made the claim the game would be releasing in 2023 exclusively on next-gen consoles and PC. Once again on the Grub Snacks show, Grubb was prompted by a fan in chat to confirm that he knew the game's title, uh, saying it was Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Um, so that's I would believe that's the title. He sounds 100% dead set on it. And I'd presume we're going to get a hun- we're going to get a confirmation of this title at Star Wars Celebration, which is about uh like two, a week or two away week right? and a half away i guess or you know sort of whenever that is yeah so um star wars jedi survivor i yeah it's all right it's all right name i think it makes sense i mean obviously this is him surviving whatever. look it's it's all built in with like we all know recent history years games have been heavily tied in with some kind of pop culture song battlefield did it a bunch you know, this one's going to knock it out of the park with Destiny Child's I'm a Survivor. Um, and it's just going to be a really hard-hitting um, trailer to bring us back into... back into. See, I thought you were going with I the Tiger by Survivor. Oh, that would have been good as well. Oh, that would have been better, actually. Mm. Uh, no, they're actually going to be... He's going to be trapped on an island, a deserted island. He's going to play Survivor. With, yeah, with 12 other people. And they're going to have to vote each other out every single... At every single tribal council, yeah. yeah. So Demon Star Wars, I think it's pretty bland. I think it's a pretty bland title, but you know, whatever. Is it? Is it? But like, most people would say that's fitting for all this series because it's got a pretty like bland a protagonist. Bad sitcom. So on <laughs> one side of the island is like this survivor game going on. The other side of the island, it's Palpatine and Darth Vader when they get trapped on an island together, and it's just the wacky story of how they keep missing I mean, each other. As as much as I didn't like the first game, I'm still keen to see this. You know, just because it's Star Wars and like the production value in 
gameplay and all that was like not i just didn't really like the protagonist and i didn't vibe with the story heaps but just from a story setting i'm also intrigued to see where it goes now because again i'm like cal has to die right like what's the <laughs> like darth vader literally saw this dude i don't know what's going on uh but i just double check so star wars celebration is may 26th to 29th so that's american dates so uh so for australia it would be the 27th to the 30th like roughly you know it'll probably start at you know early friday morning for us or i don't know anyway around that it's next week you're listening to this on the uh 16th so it's it's next week star wars celebration i'm sure we'll get a a bunch of news on there that we'll be discussing on a lot of podcasts and around explosion a lot of different ones (laughs) yeah so just keep your uh, eyes and ears peeled for all that uh talking about space Dead Space Remake release date set, writes Oz Gamers. A part of a new developer live stream showcasing the art and lighting effects of Dead Space Remake from Motive and EA. We also got a surprise release date, January 27th, 2023, for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series XS, and PC. Uh, created using the Frostbite game engine, it's set to be next-gen release only. How do we feel about this game getting release date when all those other ones have just been delayed? I think this will hit. I, I think it's a good spot. That's that's like the normally the Resident Evil like remake spot mm. in like like January. Around so I there, think that's yeah, probably yeah. 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 Mm. Assuming that we they're not going to do one this year, <laughs> it's a good spot. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm very keen though for this. Obviously, I've, I think I'm t- like I haven't loved everything we've seen, but they've been like all these um these developer stream things they've like some of the feedback they've already said they're taken on board for certain sorts of things or whatever but like dead space one is a fucking amazing game so if the, everything comes together for this i think this would be a, a great remake i so. feel like it's very hard for them to fuck it up you don't say that because now <laughs> i feel <laughs> so like it's very hard for them to fuck up dead space one dead space one was um was itself such a an interesting you know look at the survival horror style of gameplay and it it changed survival horror and kind of action horror games as we know it from then onwards hmm. are you gonna play it or uh yeah. yeah yeah i'll play i'll play the remake because i mean it's only like a i mean it's not like even a long investment like you can beat the game in like one nope. day if you know what you're doing so mm-hmm. it's like maybe eight hours i guess average probably it's much like the it's like it has like the same aesthetic as the original resident evil games where it is just yeah. as long as you know where you're running you're fine it's yeah. just you can spend hours running down the same corridor being like yeah uh, and obviously depending if you're playing like the harsh difficulty it'll probably take you longer or some yeah. fourth or whatever but yeah i'm definitely very keen hopefully we'll see some more i don't know if um uh, we'll see it like you could see maybe another cool trailer later this year you could see it at a the upcoming summer game fest slash non e3 slash um thing in my bob the next month yeah that thing the next month pretty much all of june um don't know uh talking about survival horror though Resident Evil. Oh, what a streak. I'm a fucking roll today. Dude, he's been it. on a fucking roll. He's been on a roll with these fucking segues. I, I, I'm not even... I saw Ash look at me Ashley's, last one. He was like... Ashley's you, face Ash, during the last yeah, one Ash almost like, looked at me like, I can't believe. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been on a roll. Like, yeah. Fucking shout outs to me. You know? Like... He, some <laughs> shout say, like, shout to me. You're <laughs> going to crash and burn on the next one. The next one's not going to work. You've already. The, you've the just best gone thing is it. the best thing is, and you can you fucking know this because like you look at the exact same show notes I'm going off. I haven't put like cues in here, like, and I didn't, and I'm like, you may think I'm fucking around, but I perp, I didn't even put these in an order to to like set myself up. No, no, up. no, because like, I just- know <laughs> there is these 
and look, viewers of the YouTube video, if you go back and play this at like 1.25 speed or just as slow as possible even, watch the frames of Dylan's face because there is always one frame after a segment where you can almost see on his face go, that was pretty fucking good. <laughs> or, oh, look at me fucking good. I feel like I feel like you've kind of ruined the flow by this. Magic, yeah, no, no, no. I, 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 I knew, yeah. I knew, I, I knew this yep. was me maxing out, so I was making it a um a moment. <laughs> I don't think the streak could have kept going. Look at the other stories. But I mean, yeah, it's it would be really hard to look. I'm excited to see how the next couple. Of weeks <laughs> It'd be really hard to keep keep going. Uh, so Netflix dropped a trailer for the Resident Evil. Se- uh, this is series, right? No. Yeah, yes, serious. yes, I fucking, I keep, there's so many Resident Evil things in my Resident Evil series. So, um, this is coming oh, is out. This is the weird one. Yeah, so this is coming out July yeah. 14th. The Lance Reddick. Um, it, Lance Reddick plays, um, fuck, Wesker. Know, Wesker. Um, and then you've got the twins in it, and they're like the main characters. And, but it's set in 2036 or like some, yeah, I think it's 2036. Yeah, 2036. Uh, it doesn't, it both looks like Resident Evil and not at all. I gotta be honest though, as someone who's totally down for stuff to, you know, not like uh, that Resident Evil movie that came out. That was going for the complete opposite direction of the last movie series and going, let's try and get as much like sort of fan servicey stuff in, and it was meh, you know, like it was meh. This is going. Let's just take the vibe and some elements and whatever, like fuck around and do something a bit different. I actually think this looks all right. I, I I'm not I don't think this looks terrible. I think this has opportunity. I know some people may say it doesn't look Resident Evil enough. Um which is fine, I guess. There's like I just think know, it's you- so far left field. Like it's like such a weird left field where it's like they could have made this without it being a Resident Evil property. Yeah. Like- well I mean like there's umbrella everywhere and whatever. You could technically just call this another zombie thing, which is which is fair. But I, that's what I'm saying. I think in this world where I've just had come off this movie for the people who, like, that's the, you've got a movie se- series that's happening now that's very much adapting stuff, like hitting all the fanboy notes for the franchise. And then you've got this series that's looking to do something a bit different. Uh, so I think you, you sort of got both there if you're a Resident Evil fan. Um, I'm at least keen to check this out. I'm not saying it looks amazing, but I didn't look too bad. I know, Ash, I know you hate horror looks- stuff, but... But yeah, horror's not my thing, so uh but this looks fine. What do you mean looks- horror's not your thing? You lined up and got to play the Resident Evil 2 <laughs> remake at PAX before so many other people could. Yeah, that's because I could. <laughs> before you were, other people, you, that's the only reason. You 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 showed how much content. of a Resident Evil fan you were. Sure. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it looks fine. Like it, it this seems like a Resident Evil kind of thing, except you know, not look while not looking like Resident Evil at all. Mm. I think that's the the general gist of it. Like, oh yeah, this seems like something that would stick the Resident Evil label on. Yeah, um, I mean, it's like a month and a half away or two months, whatever. So, um, I'll definitely at least watch the first episode and see how that goes. But we are living in like the golden age of video game adaptations at the moment, and uh, it's a crazy world. We just got look. We live in a world where. Master Chief doesn't want to wear his armor and has sex and does everything he can to get out of that Spartan army, you know? Fair game. It's heavy. It's heavy, true. Um, Talking about video game adaptations. So the Alan Wake 
remaster uh, alan wake is getting a series this was first announced in 2018 but we just got an update as part of a uh what anniversary it? 12 year anniversary of alan wake uh remedy did like a little video for it they announced the game's coming to switch but it'll be digital only so if you only own a switch and you haven't played alan wake you will be able to play it uh this year however you know it's i don't know about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> gotta uh, use that nintendo e-store you yeah. gotta you gotta get on it but is no, it like uh, native no, to no. the machine or is it the cloud? No, it's not streaming. It's just a game. But I just it's don't, just I, I don't, I honestly feel like if it was streaming, then it would probably run better. But at least this will release in Australia. So there's the pluses and negatives. <laughs> uh, but the other thing yeah. here, as Kotaku writes, is another interesting bit of Alan Wake News in a video was the confirmation that the TV show based on the game is still happening and will now be an AMC series. Uh, we knew, though, I had nearly forgotten, right, whoever wrote this, I can't bother looking, uh, that Nalan Wake show was coming as Remy announced that in 2018, but four years later, we now know that AMC is partnering with the devs to create the show. In a press release, Remy explained that, quote, there's still a long way to go for the series to become a reality, end quote, so I don't expect to be watching it anytime soon. Uh, they also showed up some Alan Wake 2 concept in the video, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, I didn't actually know this, so this was news to me. I, I don't recall ever seeing news about Nalan Wake TV series, or I completely missed the memo there, or I just wiped it from my memory and forgot. But um, as far as like a game that's it's like the game's made in like a TV show style with like episodes and all that sort of stuff, so it's literally just perfect for <laughs> turning into a TV show. I'm yeah, I think AMC's will do very well with this. I, I definitely feel like Alan Wake, uh, story, characters, you know, like everything like that. It is prime to just be, a, if done well, a big hit with general audiences. Well, I definitely feel like it's not a gamer show, uh, gamer adaptation. It's just a good show. Well, it's very much Twilight Zone, like really, like like uh, it, not Twilight Zone. The other one. What's the other one? Peaks. What's the Peaks show? Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. There <laughs> we go. There, that's the one. There we go. The Peaks show. You I've got seen it. Good the job. kids you, talk yeah, about it. Yeah, let's yeah. go. Yeah, the- no, it's very much Twin Peaks. I think that it very much kind of hits that same genre and uh, character kind of uh, driven dramas. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's obviously ages away because they're still talking around it, but AMC's picked it up, so hopefully that means it'll uh, chug along faster than it was if it was just not being put onto a network channel. channel. Um AMC, presumably that means if you're going to plan ahead for several years from now when this comes out, probably need to get Binge to watch it. There's my uh, presumptuous thing for you. Probably. Well, you never know. Yeah. Talking about gamer shows. So they're actually making a show about gamers. It's a mockumentary. It's called Players. Comes out June 16th. Paramount Plus. It is a mockumentary series about a league of legends team uh during lcs and then also having another player join and fuck around honestly it feels like they're making fun of tsm as the like the main team especially some of the really early stuff one of the dudes i feel like is directly supposed to be making fun of Dyrus, who used to be their like top laner um i think this looks fucking great <laughs> I, gotta be honest. I think it looks great <laughs> I think it's listen be like- here's my here's my thought process watching i'm like oh wow they're doing a uh, like documentary series about 
uh, esports people, yeah. you know, in the vein of Drive to Survive. It's yeah, like, that's really a cool idea. Yeah. That's a really cool idea. Cream Chase, never heard of him. Uh, but <laughs> that sounds like a that seems like a name that would <laughs> be attached to an esports player. Uh, you know, Fugitive, LCS, that's a real thing, I believe. They're playing League of Legends. That makes sense. The creators of Va- American Vandal, weird that they've switched over to a mockumentary uh, <laughs> to an actual documentary style. And then also from Funny or Die, I'm like, oh, okay, this is a mockumentary. <laughs> so, yeah, that was by process. I think it just depends on how deep, how heavy it goes into, like, broad stereotypes and that kind of stuff, I feel like. I feel like anything is, like, sadly stereotyped, though. Like... It's almost to me. This feels no different than watching. Um, oh fuck! What's the Apple TV one? Oh fuck! Like, you know the game dev show. Come on, Ash. Oh, for fuck's sake. Mythic Quest. Mythic Quest. So Mythic Quest. I remember watching the trailer for that and being like, "Man, these seem like some this Isn't real bad Mythic stereotypes." So, like, Mythic Quest is made by. I don't want to say nerds, but it's made by, um, like, nerds. <laughs> and and like I feel like it isn't. Uh, wow! Wow! I have no idea who the showrunner is. I can't remember who the showrunner is. Uh, Rob McElhenney. Is he actually the, the showrunner? Of- is it? Yeah. yeah okay. well, I know he's the one of the writers. One of the creators. Yeah, I don't know technically the showrunner. Yeah. But like I remember watching the trailer for that the first time, being like, "Man, these stereotypes look like they're off the wall. This show's going to be bad, like cringe bad." And then you watch it, and you're like, "They are like purposely doing some stereotypes, but it's like out of a place of love, and you totally buy into it, and the characters are great and everything." That's how I sort of feel with this. I don't feel like any of the stereotypes are like any. Like if you watch this and you're a gamer, right? If you watch this and I feel like you get offended, you got to just like learn that. I feel the, like the people who are offended will be the people that I don't <laughs> but care also like, they my, get offended. My worry <laughs> about it is, is that esports is such a, in an early stage of its development, that if there's something that kind of openly detracts from it or is openly making fun of it, could, uh, I don't want to say but set like, it But back, let me ask you this question. Is, does this try to look like it's making fun of esports? Uh, or does it look like it's making fun of the one character, the fictional character that's the star of the show? Yeah, yeah true. You know what I mean? Because yeah, fair enough. I think at the end of the day, I actually think this is a good thing for esports. I think the fact, and I would also say that for if in, in a world where you want people to take esports more serious, you got to allow you got to allow people to parody it, just like any other sport out there. And yeah, okay. judging enough. by the trailer, to me, it mostly looks like, yeah, they're having a bit of fun with the general concept. But I think if done right, it makes esports look really, like, cool, I guess, or whatever. Like, and obviously, Riot's agreed to have League of Legends in this. Like, that, you can't just do that without yeah. them signing on. So, Riot signed on for LCS, League of Legends, all these things to be part of the show. Um, and the, the main character, the main two characters, I guess, are the, the things, the characters you're laughing at. You're not laughing at... League of Legends or whatever, like all the jokes in the trailer are this guy seems like a douche. Now he's getting upset at this other guy, like coming in, stealing his steam. Yeah. Like, I think it looks really funny. I'm very, I'm definitely keen for this. I think it looks fucking. I'll definitely give it a try. There are some like continuity or like logic things that are a bit weird. Like the new kid prodigy uh, who comes in, apparently he's never played as part of a team before in a game that is. Very team based. No, Does it make a lot of sense? No, that happens. That's uh, very common. No, there is that is very common. That's very common. Say for instance, I will uh, to go from Dota to uh Topson, who was a mid laner for OG, the two time TI winners, he before his first TI, 
he had never played in a team before. He'd never played at a tournament before. I think he's like he'd maybe played like one or two when he was younger. Um, but he was just a pub game player. Got yeah. picked up out of security. He got you know first TIE plays and he wins it. And he has a a hundred percent win rate until last year. He had a hundred percent win rate at TIE. I think it's fucking insane. I think things are a little bit different now because there's a lot more sort of. Um, local tournaments sta- uh, country level stuff state level stuff you know like uh we talk we've talked about it before these schools running tournaments esports stuff whatever but i would say years ago um it was you got high ranked in the game be that league dota csgo whatever and you just played with randoms and suddenly it's like you're ranked top 10 hey do you want to join our team you've never worked in a proper team environment outside of solo queue you know mm. and that's just how it works so yeah i think that is a that's a realistic look. Maybe not 2020 realistic look, but it is a realistic look for a big part of the esports history. But no, I'm very keen. When's this out? I fucking forgot. Was it the, what's the date? Uh, June 16th. Not far away. Get your Paramount, away, Plus. Paramount Plus. Get your Paramount Plus subscription going. Uh, finish up Halo. Watch this. I don't know. There you go. Keep yeah. it going. Who knows yeah. what's going to happen in Halo now? I mean, how can they escalate it from here? Has, yeah. Master Chief has had sex, so you can't. Get much bigger. By the way, spoilers for Halo. Guess it's going to have a threesome. Big, big climax. Hey, we never said who he had sex Big climax. You know, no. I, really I've say, seen so many people. Quite so surprising I've, I've, who he I've, had I haven't caught up in the last couple of episodes of Halo. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still going to catch up. But it's I have been grunt. enjoying it for the most part. But I will say, I've seen so many people t- tweeting about it this morning because, you know, everyone started tweeting about Master Chief having sex or whatever. I'm like, man, is this, like, doing the show good? Like, are people now going to tune in more or... I don't, know. I don't know. Like, is that is that such a weird? It's such a meme, but possibly. But it's a meme. But I feel like everyone making meme hasn't watched it, and I still haven't watched the episodes. I'm like, maybe in the moment, it's actually like you know, like it's a it's a, yeah, it's a but no, loving I moment. It... I you know, like, like everyone Twitter's like, Master Chief had sex. I'm like, but what if it's like with the love but of his life and you know, <laughs> like stuff like All right, main topic of the week. Let's go over all the trailers, all the news from the Nintendo Indie World Direct Showcase thing, Mobob, whatever they call them these days. I don't know. So, the same. Uh, so they sprung this Indie one. World. Indie World. They sprung this one. They're like, "Hey, he's about twenty-four hours notice. We're doing an indie show. Let's go. Let's go excited. Um, run through as we do. Run for all the games in the moment. Overall, like." You know, cool things, cool things, not cool things. Uh, but Ash, overall thoughts on this indie world? Yeah, it was solid. There was a nice array of games. I don't think there was like a killer indie game or like one that everybody had been super anticipating. I think there were like two or three different ones. Uh, we speculated they could potentially, you know, if we see and get release dates for that everybody kind of wanted. Uh, I suspect they're probably really going to be safe for a proper like nintendo direct but uh yeah lots of games coming to the switch to be excited about yeah. uh and also to other places so yeah pretty solid yeah everyone was hung Good up timing as well i'm happy with like the the midnight here in australia time slot yeah it was good it's right? doable it was very good i mean i was still tired because i like because you didn't go to bed till like one two o'clock yeah by the time i like did the news release and got into bed and whatever it was like two o'clock but like you know, doable. <laughs> it was still still a lot more doable than like if it was two o'clock and I was getting into like bed Microsoft at, at three o'clock in the morning. Three o'clock, yeah. you know. So 
that's a, that's a, a little bit different, I would say. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was really great. I don't, I don't feel like there was any like as I tweeted it out, I was like, I'd play all these fucking games. Like, the, my literally one criticism is that one of my most anticipated games of the year was in a fucking hype reel, which I'll get to at the back end here. That's my <laughs> my one criticism. I I saw it in there. I was like, what the fuck? Like that's disrespectful. Uh, anyway, the everyone was wanting Hollow Knight Silk Song. Yeah, that's not going to come in this. That's it's not coming. No, you were desperate for a sports story. Yeah, that's yeah, not- sports story. I could see in one of these still. I d- I really don't think sports story is Hollow Knight level. I I feel like ho- uh, sports story could be a banger way to end one of these shows. I I, I just don't think we'll see. I hundred percent don't believe we'll see Silk Song Silk Song in an indie world. I think we'll see Silk Song in a proper Nintendo Direct. Silk Silk mm-hmm. Song is beyond indie. It's it's m- yeah. might as well be a Nintendo fucking exclusive. It's triple I. I yeah, think tri- is the term I've triple seen I. around here. All right, triple indie. Also, yep. Australia. All right. Yeah, Australia. Australia's just banging out here. Um, million bloody games. Also, Pop Pop Agenda um, PR also has about half the games in here. So that was up a fun. No, a fifth. I saw it was the correct. Five was it? Okay. No, like one fifth. Oh, one fifth. Okay, yeah. That, no, that adds up because that was a lot. But yeah, several Australian games. A lot of emails here, so. for people who are in the know. <laughs> um. So first thing, Ooblots is coming to Nintendo Switch later summer. That's going to be paired with its full release because it has been on Xbox and PC as a early access title since twenty twenty, or. Maybe I fucking yeah. I know time to blur at the moment actually, but so the game it was, was like whenever Epic Game Store launched. Yeah, because that was a whole thing. So yeah, I'd say because tw- that was a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So like it's been a couple of years now. So um, I would definitely say if you haven't seen a trailer for the game in a long time, uh, this was a really cool trailer. Obviously, all of this content's been stuff that's added throughout the early access period. I haven't touched mm. it in ages just, just because I much like any other game that I really like. I mean, even like. Hades, I didn't bother putting that much on. Like, I touched it every now and then and then came back and did the full thing once it fully released. But yeah, um, very keen to get into the, the full release of Ooblets, play the full thing. But yeah, what do you, um, do you reckon you'll play this when it's fully out or no? Uh, probably not. But, you know, I, it's good that it's got a spot here. It's, it, it's a game that makes sense to come to the Switch. Yeah. You know, it's got that wholesome element, it's got the hashtag cuties. Mm. Uh, it definitely feels like a Nintendo Switch game. Yeah, for people so, who are like, still, what the fuck is this game? Uh, you like, so you farm. It's part farming simulator, and you you put down seeds and plants and stuff, and you create these oblet things, which like hatch out of them, and you use them for different tasks and whatever else. But then there's also a battling card game in it, but it's like you you just do dance battles, your oblets versus other people's oblets. Um, then you can go on adventures in places, and there's a bunch of mini games and whatever. Else. Like I said, it's, it can be a confusing game to get to look at, but it's just got very vibrant art style, yeah, that wholesome vibe and stuff like that. Uh, they then had a trailer for Batora Lost Haven, which is a game I talked about a couple of months ago. Wrote a preview for during the Steam. Um, it was late last year, actually. Maybe. Fuck, I can't even remember. Anyway, wrote a preview for it. I played the PC version, obviously, not the Nintendo Switch version. But uh, I liked it from what I played. Like, I definitely feel like that. Like there was some puzzle stuff that I just thought was like, man, whatever else. The, the story is very intriguing. It's like this character who's transported to 
uh, this other place and then it's like trying to get home. So it's this, you know, fish out of water scenario. The combat is, um, fuck it. It's like, it's not hack and slash, but like that sort of vibe, but you have two different attacks. So you've got like melee attacks and I think I, yeah, I definitely talked about it on here. You've got the melee attacks and then you've got the ranged attacks and then they, for different color enemies, like gun, the melee stuff's better and then guns are better on, or ranged attacks are better on other enemies and stuff like that. So, um, cool trailer though. So, um, I'm keen to play more of that when it fully comes out. Uh, then we got a trailer for Alekhead. 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 Um, this looks very cool, I thought. So this is a one-person developer game. It's a, you know, very minimalistic art style, but I think it definitely works in the game's favor. He plays this robotic character with, like, a battery strapped to the head. And, uh, like, so if they walk across a platform, they'll electrify it and stuff like that and you've got to use that to solve puzzles and platforming things and uh whatever else i i think this is this looks pretty cool what do you what do you think of this one yeah it looked cool it, like minimalist art style definitely like a platform puzzler um definitely inspired by uh like it looks kind of like mega man or like box boy or yeah uh what was the there was a i can't remember what, there was a Switch game that had like a little plug dude. Yeah, an amiibo. I can't remember. Oh, I know who you mean, but yeah, I can't. <laughs> Fucking yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Just, I don't know. Sorry. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I've got no idea. I can't remember. <laughs> but yeah, it kind of looks like that. Uh, yeah, it looks interesting. Yeah, I'm wondering um, if it is actually like Nintendo. I think I can't remember if they said it was like fully Nintendo exclusive or just launch exclusive, but. Um, very cool for a one-person developer, either way. But it's already on Windows or... Oh, yeah, it's itch. actually... Yeah, itch. Yes. Right. So, it's a, it's that whole... There's an, Yeah, I forgot, actually. I saw that when I Googled it. Someone's got, like, a full gameplay... Full gameplay playthrough up. But I'm like, this is, like, a fleshed-out version of the itch game. But that's no different to yeah. Celeste. Like, Celeste had a full game on itch. And then that was turned into a fully-fledged game. So, and look where that ended up. So, what I'm saying is a lackhead... Buddy Watson's game of the year. His new Switch. I mean, that's what I was when I was playing <laughs> while I was watching, I'm like, this is a buddy game. I would assume that's a buddy game. Like if I hashtag buddy game, yeah. Do you want to message him right now? See if no, I think he's at rugby no, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> NRL or yeah. <laughs> no time to answer this shit. <laughs> uh Buddy, feel free to tweet us when yeah, you're Yeah, feel free to just let us know if it's a hashtag buddy game. Uh, I like it. I like it. Uh, Samfell then got a trailer and we're like, hey, the game's out now. Shadow Drop, Samfell. So this is cool. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. I kind of would actually probably not play it on Switch, to be honest. But um, played this at PAX, like, I couldn't figure out exactly when. I wrote an article, like, 2019 and 2018. Definitely, like, yeah. one of those years it was quite popular at PAX uh, when it was there and had a demo. Mm. But it's a um, isometric, you know, like, twin stick sort of hack and slash game. But you you're doing it to the to the beat. You're slashing to the beat. Yes. So, did you remember seeing this at PAX? Or yeah, I do remember seeing this at PAX. It's um, what was oh, uh, Tales of the Crypto? No, yeah, Tales Necro of the Crypto Dancer. Yeah, yeah, Crypto Crypto the Necromancer. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, uh, that's kind of game. So yeah, it looked cool. Australian team uh, looks pretty exciting. It's coming. To switch and I believe other places as well. Yeah. I mean you can get it on other platforms now. 
So. It's on everything now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's out now. It's that whole thing where it's just because it's on the Switch track, they're like, it's out on Switch now. And then you check and it's like, it's out on PC and Xbox and PlayStation and everything. So if you want to play it, you can play it anyway. But yeah, definitely very cool. Hopefully you get a chance to check it out sometime soon or in the future. Because yeah, I definitely liked what we had at PAX. Then we got a trailer for Wild Frost. So this is a new game from uh, Chuck or Fish is putting out. Um, which sort of have a style, I feel like, or a, like a type of game they publish. Uh, so it's a tactical roguelike deck builder with sort of a comedy um, and st- very like stylized and stuff like that. Uh, what do you what do you reckon of this one? Yeah, it looks alright. Um, just I guess it depends on how in depth the card building elements are, but yeah, it's got a f- cool, quirky art style. Uh, yeah, it looks like it. It, again, that seems like a good fit for the Switch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like either Switch or a mobile game is where I would be more likely to play this. Not really something I'd want to sit in front of my TV and play. So, hmm. Then we got uh, Trailer for Totally Accurate Battle Simulator, which has been on PC, I think, for a while, or at least in early access, or yeah, forever. Um, so that's coming to Switch. So if you want to play that, it's a game in which you got really floaty doll physics, and you smack shit around and i've never really understood i've seen it a bunch of times but no it's, you just build you set up armies to fight each other that's it yeah and then they just do shit then they fight yeah they fight is this something yeah it's not really something i would play around with is it something you'd play around with or no? no not so bad no i can understand <laughs> i might own it at this point i don't know yeah i can understand i people feel like it was on one of those epic game stores yeah yeah or in a bundle that's surprising uh then we got a trailer for gumbrella so this is uh, from developer Doinksoft, coming from Devolver Digital. Uh, as the trailer, uh, as the trailer, oh sorry, the title suggests you plays a character who has a umbrella gun. It's an umbrella and it's a gun. It's a gumbrella. Uh, I really like this. This looks fucking great. Uh, I think this is definitely one of the coolest new things to sort of come out of this. That not just a game we already knew about, but yes, yeah, so you've got a you've also got this uh, neo noir style i love the music that was in the trailer and i hope that's actually part of the music that's in the full game but yeah i mean you could be like oh it's another side scrolling fucking you know 16-bit art style thing but whatever well does it have a gumbrella though like <laughs> yeah to have any of those other ones have a gumbrella is anyone else a so. gumbrella yeah i don't think so exactly so get the hell out of here uh using yeah. the gun for shooting but also for like you know gliding on poles and you know so it's it's multi-purpose this, this gumbrella so yeah what do you think of this yeah, it looks cool. Uh, cool name. I will say something I appreciated was that the presenters for every one of these games said the full title of the game. So you know how to say I it. don't think any of these ones are super weird, but you know. No, it will help in the future. You know how they're pronounced. Um, but yeah, it looks cool. Cool art style, cool soundtrack, fun. Uh, looks like it'll be fun gameplay. Yeah, just good. Even though Gumbrellas aren't really a original idea no. of themselves. I don't think I've ever heard them called umbrellas before. No. And now that's all. Anytime I see an umbrella gun, that's what I'll think. Yeah. Or in a video game. Definitely haven't seen that. He's carrying a gumbrella. Yeah. Yeah, I'm keen. I'm keen. I'm keen. It comes out next year. So uh, launches on Switch, by the way, for people who are like, I want to play this, but on something else. Uh, Switch. Launch. How long it's there. I don't know. That's This is me reading into the... the, the so I feel like saying launches... And that's specifically what the voice in the thing says. Launching mm. on Nintendo Switch next in 2023. It's like, 
I'm pretty sure launching is the key word as in like timed exclusive, you know, like launching on Nintendo Switch. So, don't know. Uh, we are, uh, we are OFK got a showing in the, the Switch showcase here as well. Uh, more or less just saying, hey, that game's coming to a Switch as well as everything else previously announced, which is cool. Yep. It's fine. I mean, we've confirmed talk- for summer. Yeah. Which is our winter. Yeah. We're, it's coming out. I think that was confirmed in that yeah. indie we, PlayStation thing. The only thing new about this was it's coming to Switch. And the cool way they did the trailer with the developer talking to the the character from the game and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And getting, well, they've done a lot of that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, and just getting the game to a different audience and everything. Because we've talked about this a fair bit. I'm definitely super excited for this. Can't wait for it to come out. Looks really cool. The whole, like, game rule, like, characters, music releasing week by week with these episodes. Cool. Gr- great idea. I, I really hope that it's as good yep. as it all sounds because I'm definitely super keen. So um, now Switch owners can play it as well, which is cool. Uh, then we got a trailer for Silt, which is a like puzzle adventure game uh, in which you're underwater. It looks sort of scary. I thought. I just hate underwater shit, to be honest. Maybe that's my thing. I'd like a looks like horror abzu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, horror abzu is probably <laughs> a probably a good way to go. But um, yeah, I thought. Yeah, I really hate like freaky underwater shit. Like, just gets. I just find it really unnerving. And also, like the black and white art style is probably another thing. But yeah, there's. You can control animals in this though, like you can mind warp into fish and whatever else to like fight things or do like self puzzles and whatever else. So it does have a interesting. It's not just you're flipping around trying to figure out what's going on, but yeah, I, I'm I'm intrigued. I just think it looks scary. What do you think? Yeah, it looks pretty. The, it's got a cool orchestral like soundtrack or score to it. Uh, but yeah, this isn't something I'm going to be super funny no. <laughs> to play. If I'm saying it looks scary. If it's, and if the main gameplay is swimming and puzzles, I mean, that's... The worst things well, of all video fine. games, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Mini Motorways is now on Nintendo Switch. You can play that. Um, if you haven't got your fix on your mobile device of playing Mini Motorways, you can now play it on the Switch. Isn't it only exclusive to Apple Arcade? Yeah, I think, yeah. So. Well, yeah. That's what I mean. I said if you haven't got your fix on your... Well, you know, not everybody has an Apple phone. That's their fault. Can't argue that. Uh, Then Wayward Strand got a trailer as well, uh, saying that the game is coming out July 21st, so it's now coming out to everything, so Switch consoles, all the consoles, all the PCs. Wayward Strand's going to be everything. I was definitely super excited to see this in the show. Um, one of my sort of most anticipated games coming out this year. I think it's a really cool concept. Obviously, I, j- I enjoyed the demo. I had some criticisms, but obviously it was an early demo. And I like, you know, get my hands on a full release. But um, if you don't know, this game's like set in the 1970s and you, you play this girl who's, uh, you get to walk around the, fuck, what are they called those floaty things? Sky um, Hospital. Yeah, airship. Airship. Um, you get to walk around this airship, which is a, a hospital. So it's like alternate 1970s Australia. And you can walk around and interview people that work there or the patients, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. However, the game runs at real time. So you can like, and I've talked about the demo on this show, of course, before. So, but you can like, let's say you choose to go into this room and talk to someone. That means if you go to the room down the hallway, that someone may not be there and you missed your chance to talk to them. And they've gone somewhere else. So yeah. it's really interesting concept i'm very keen to see how it all comes together and just how make, like, much it makes me want to replay things it's like 24 <laughs> yeah like 24 but air hospital um and it, yeah. I, I, it's just a from at least based on what we know and what i've played it's just a like cool art cool characters 
just a time to dive in and explore this world. There's no, at least from whatever ever I've gathered, I know suddenly there's going to be, you know, battleships pulling up and, you know, the end of the world. But it's just, you're talking to people. You're just learning about these people's lives. You're learning about this this world, like where this airship exists and, you know, all this, this sort of stuff. That's where the, the intrigue and interest comes from. And you're asking them questions and, you know, so I'm, I'm keen. Um, very cool to see this Australian game in here. Also very cool to see Cult of Lamb show up once again for no reason other than to go, Cult of Lamb looks fucking cool. We have no new information <laughs> at all. The game's still coming this year. Guess what? Get hyped. I'm like, cool. I will. I am. Thank you very much. I, I was, they backed up the Australian games back to back. They're like, yeah, Wayward Strand, Cult of Lamb, get fucked. These, it's like, here's two Australian games. One's like a very, like, hey, talk to people in the hospital. It's Look at this. It's a great time. Yeah. And the other one's like, fucked up satanic lamb shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good time. Good times. Uh, good times. Are you going to play both these, one of these? Like, what's the, what's your, how you, come on, support Australian game games. Yeah, support Australian games. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to both of these for different reasons. <laughs> yeah. So you, can't, you can't really look forward to them for the same reasons. When, I'd be like, what is that reason? What is this? <laughs> what is the linking factor between these two games other than uh, being Australian? So, um, could be another year of Australian yeah. games though. You know what I mean? Like if these are both bangers, let's put it out. Yeah. Continue on from last year. Nothing but bangers. Australia just bloody just, yeah. game kings these days. Just, just uh, yeah, showing that Australia's investment in video games, yeah. or the government's investment, yeah. is worthwhile. Yeah, even though they um, don't invest enough and uh, uh, vote green, it's all sparingly and like seems like you know trying to cash in, <laughs> but yeah, <you know>, whatever. <laughs> yes, that that's awesome. Uh, Take whatever you can get. Then we got another crab's treasure, which at first I was like, what the fuck is this? Um, but I very quickly brought into the the charm of this trailer, I thought, and just the the fact that, like, I think it was at the point about halfway through the trailer where it come up and said, um, what's it say? Like, a brand new, yeah, it says a brand new Souls-like, and then it crosses out and says Shells-like. Uh, I was like, yes, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm aboard this silly things. And then the the two devs talking about the game afterwards i thought it was quite funny but yeah i mean it is like a so it is a Soulsborne a little bit from what i could gather and you are playing as a crab and you are exploring and whatever else but i don't know like how super serious it is because obviously it looks quite silly um but i'm i'm keen to at least learn more i think this yeah i'm looking for a bloody cross station time you know what i mean yeah, it, it looks interesting. It looks like there's going to be a lot of traversal and cre- platforming and like all those elements on top. So, uh, yeah, interesting concept of like you play like a little hermit crab who can get different shells throughout the world of like discarded garbage and stuff. So, yeah, I'm pretty, I, I think this was pretty cool. Yeah. That looks pretty cool. I don't want to play it on the Switch, but. <laughs> no, 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 no. I wouldn't want to play this on Switch either, but. Um, At least it's there. It's it's there. It's an option. Yeah. I mean, most a lot of these games I don't want to play on Switch, but the, the <laughs> Switch, and that's something. It's a Switch, obviously. I, I play my Switch, but there's just some games where I'm like, nah, I'd rather play that on like PC or PlayStation or you know these sorts of things. But, mm. Um, uh, then we got the hype reel. So the hype reel, I'll come. So I'll read off all the games and tell you which one I was pissed off about. So you got One Shot World Machine Edition, Gibbon Beyond the Trees. So that was a uh, Apple Arcade exclusive until and that came out right now as well some of these other ones I don't know much about but that one I do know uh, Idol Manager I'll skip the next one Cursed to Golf I Guide Book of Babel Opus or Opus uh, Echo of Starsong 
full bloom edition. And then the game that annoyed me, Card Shark, in this bloody hype reel. Card Shark, a game I talked about maybe a month or so ago here after I um, played the demo and wrote up a preview for it saying it's fucking great and I can't wait to play the full release. Bloody release date, June 2nd. Hype reel. Pissed off. Wasn't happy. This is the one let down. Card Shark is a game everyone should have their eyes on. It was a lot of fun to play. Very, very different gameplay style. Cool story. Lovely art. And it's a hype reel. Come on. Well let down. You know what I mean? Get what I'm saying, Ash? Get what I'm saying? I mean, they just assumed that everybody listened to you talk about Karchuk already, so they didn't need to promote it anymore. Yeah, well... Didn't need to be a full trailer spot. Fucking, come on. Give it to some titles that needed. Well, did Devolver Digital... Need the attention, did, like, we are okay. Yeah, I mean... Did Devolver Digital and, run and, out of money? They, like, put it all on bloody Gumbrella, and then they fucked this game over. Come on. What are you doing? Don't scream me over. What are you doing? All right. Um, Feel free to tweet it to Volvo. Have you looked more at this game since I've talked about it? And like, Because I remember when I talked about it, you're like, eh. I've sort of seen trailers and stuff, but I've, I've and I heard you talk about it. So <laughs> yeah. I thought that was enough until, you know, we get some more. But still not something you- I believe there's a demo out now. Yeah, yeah you, you can, can play, play a demo so. on Steam right now. So. Oh, I'm on Switch, so um, demo dropped right right after the, uh, the thing. I don't know if it's the exact same one I played a while back, but- Maybe it is. I don't know. Again, you would think that would be like part of a, a trailer. Yeah. So, because they don't mention it in the hype. No, so. no. So, fucking bullshit. Yeah, I'm very keen for this game though. June second, um, <laughs> one of my most anticipated games of the year currently because of how much I enjoyed that demo. And I played that. That demo was quite long, and I played it all the way to completion. So mm. it was like over an hour for a demo, which is you know, over an hour. Over an hour for a demo is like it's a pretty lengthy demo. I feel. Um, mm-hmm. If you somehow missed, I'll just quick rundown of what the game is. It's hard to explain since I want people to have their eyes on it. But you play as like a con artist, and you go like learn all these different mini games. And there, there is—it's not like you're clicking on mini games. There is a story. Um, you can click to go certain places and visit, and then you do these different sorts of cons. So, like the example I'll give is you have to learn this game and like you'll have a character teach it to you or whatever but like say there's one where you're pretending to be like this wine pourer because it's set you know during the 1800s or whatever the fuck it's set early 1900s i don't know time periods but the kings and queens and you know shit like that they mm-hmm. um you may you're pretending to be like the wine pourer and the other dude who's in with you will call you over and you like pour him a wine or whatever um and then you pretend you're pouring a wine for the opposite player and you got to do it just right so you can peek over and see what the the cards and other players hands are and then by looking at those you then wipe the table down in a specific motion so you can tell the other dude if he's got like a high high hearts high you know low diamonds or you know like sort of what he's holding so you can help him win and like there's multiple different games like that they're not all card games they start off with just being card games and then they get into the um different things and then when you hit like sort of the high stakes games you're trying to win like a lot of money then you have to do like multiple mini games in the same um thing to pull off like the ultimate con and stuff like that and rip people off so um hence you know card chuck card chuck you're doing a thing so yeah keep going on that i think it's fucking i think it's cool so yeah shout out to card chuck all right that'll do it this week's Episode of Arcade Catch. Let us know any comments, questions, concerns you've had about this week's show if by tweeting at us or joining our Discord. I can. Wait, tw- are you skipping over this? Uh, these other Nintendo oh, releases. 
Uh, no, yeah, because Kino's not here to give me shit anymore. So, I mean, it's kind of... Yeah, I'd not give you the shit about them listing Bayonetta 3 on this list as coming out in 2027. All right, I'll, 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 I'll list it, but I mean, Kino disappeared, so it's <laughs> not like I, I literally put it on here just so I can I give mean, me shit. So, look, let me read it. Let me, let me Kieran's not here because you, like, sent spiders to his house yeah, to, I mean, to get him out of the way so he couldn't talk about this. Eurogamer yes. has this article, Nintendo, Nintendo set out to its release, set out its release schedule for 2022. Uh, which still lists Bayonetta 3 for launch this year. Yes, boy. Uh, of the 2022 exclusives will include Ubisoft's Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope plus Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, specifically listed as late 2020 for those, which, 2022, sorry, which, again, as I was saying at the start of the show, October, November, like, it's just fucking... Uh, sequel to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is, as we already know, now set for a spring 2023 launch. Nintendo published games with firmer release dates, including Mario Strikers Battle League, Football, which is coming out the 10th of June, Fire Warrior Emblems Free Hopes, 24th of June, Scrantis's Live, al- Live Alive, Live Alive, 22nd of July, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, the 29th of July, and Splatoon 3, the 9th of September, which we didn't actually talk about in here when they did the release date a couple weeks ago, because I was like, I don't know who cares, but um, I mean, I kind of want to play it, but I didn't think you would or Kim would, but 9th of September. Two games are listed with a TBA date. The, uh, Metro Prime 4, whose whereabouts remains entirely unknown since Retro Studios rebooted its development, and Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp, which Nintendo dramatically delayed until further notice due to R- Russia's ongoing invasion of Ukraine. Blah, 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 blah. So. Do we talk about a story about apparently some one person got the game? We didn't, but that is quite funny. Um, and the, <laughs> I, I want to say. Look, look at it. Sometimes I get on here and go, look, Nintendo's doing things that are bad, um, but I can sort of understand why they're doing it. This was a case where Nintendo was like sort of trying to shut this person down from sharing screenshots and stuff. And I was like, look, they paid for it. They've got it. You you better offer them money and make them sign something. Like, we'll give you $10,000 to stop sharing. Because in my mind, as much as they're like, the game's not out, they paid for something with their fucking money and... They had it. You know what I mean? Like, why? Yeah. Like, I understand it's shit for Nintendo, but that person didn't steal it, hack it, steal it off a truck. They paid for it. It showed up. They went, I've got the thing. I'll play the thing. I would have totally done the same. So, yeah, that was a bit far. It's, yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, it's crazy that the the game's pretty much finished and just, like, kind of sitting. Yeah, they 100% 100 just delayed it because of the, the war. Which is fair, totally fair. Yeah, which, let's be honest, probably not going to end any time. No, so yeah, but I understand why because it was it was going to release like literally at the like the the, the precipice of like yes. shit happening. So yeah, um, but yeah, most importantly, Bayonetta three is still listed as of the most recent Nintendo earnings thing for a 2022 release date. So take that, Karen, stick it in your fucking pipe and smoke it because you're going to be it's buying me pizza. And merch at PAX Australia. Can't believe you didn't hang around to hear this shit. It's actually probably good because I I can now go end the show when he would have wanted to argue with me for like 10 minutes. So fucking piece of shit. Like, oh, but have you played? <laughs> have you played Mario Kart Home Circuit this week? Yeah, have you played? Oh, I had to. <laughs> sorry, Jill, I had to go help my dad because I'm capable, Kieran. You're fucking not. You're not even capable of. Making bets correctly. Making good you decisions. fucking lose every one. <laughs> fucking Karen, come on, get out of here. <laughs> K 
capable of buying other people's stuff. Yeah, capable of buying other people's stuff, bets. motherfucker. Because you got you got to be coming to packs with a suitcase, and you're gonna be leaving with nothing but shame. <laughs> and you gotta make space for that because it's a big bowl. That's for sure. Yeah, take that, Karen. <laughs> 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 Alright, now I'll end the show. <laughs> what was I saying? Twitter. Explosion.com slash Twitter takes you to a list of all our Twitters. Feel free to tweet at Kieran and tell him he's fucking sucks at making bets. Because guess what? Who's winning them all? It's me. Uh, you can join our Discord, explosion.com slash Discord. Come chat on there about anything you like, including me winning all the bets. And if you liked this episode and thought it was worth a dollar, head on over to Kofi, explosion.com slash support, drop a, co- uh, a dollar with the message, Kieran, use this to pay for Dylan's pizza. I feel so bad for you. <laughs> 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 and until next week, same time, same couch. Goodbye. Goodbye.